Seriously, Alan Jackson? I'm just kidding. Are you Looking to buy or sell real estate? You've got questions, we've got answers. Welcome to the show, it's going to be great. Featuring Matt and Jack from Home TV. And now, without further ado, it's Matt and Jack. Hey guys. It's Jen Stoddard and Matt Cornstead. And today we're super excited that we have some guests in the studio. So first I'd like to introduce Brandon Zimmerman. Hey, hey. Glad to be here. Right. And we also have Katie Hines. Hey, hey. Glad <laughs> to be here. What is with the hey, hey? Hi, hey. Hi, hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You guys are on home team for you. Yes. How long yes. have you been on the team, Brandon? Um, I've been here since June, technically. Let's, you made it this far. Oh, you can. I've been it. here since maybe three Junes ago. <laughs> All right, there you go. Maybe Apparently, June ago. is a good month. Three and a half. Yeah. yeah. Three long Junes later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be doing some chatting about uh, what we're seeing in the media about the market crashing in 2021. Theoretical. Theoretical. BS. Yeah, yeah. So what do you guys think about that? Is this a family show? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say yes. Yeah, okay, well, then I'll keep it PG. I don't know. I don't see that happening. Um, I mean, spending t- a little bit about my background for the viewers. i have uh, from Madison originally. I uh, grew up here. I left, went to Florida for a little while. Then I've lived in New York the last five years where I did real estate there in the multifamily sector and have returned back here to do sales. And I would say one big aspect that I see would be that while home prices are going to continue to go up, for the at least foreseeable future in our region, we're not going to see a crash. I think what we are seeing right now, more than anything else, is a limited inventory. So just because you're going to have people who wanted to buy now, they're going to either get discouraged and want to end up buying later. I mean, you're going to have a constant flow. It's not going to go away. What about all those foreclosures that they're talking about? All the forbearance. I would be interested to see if they most of the governors don't extend it. I'm hopeful for it to be, but um, I'm not sure necessarily if that's really going to happen. Well, I think you, it also help, helps that the um, Madison area unemployment rate so low. Yeah. I think uh, from what we have in front of me, it's four point three percent. So the unemployment rate is really low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. In Madison, I don't think, in Madison and a lot of other places in the country, I don't think we have quite as big of a risk because we live in such a place where young professionals are clearly always moving in. Are you saying yuppies? Yuppies. Call it what you wish, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Zim and I, you know, we, we might be some of those people, we so we'll try not to take offense. Okay. <laughs> but uh, where we live and a lot of other places in the country, there's so much, like, happening with the big up and up of companies companies and moving to places like Madison or Austin or some of the other smaller cities. Like Madison um, also is isolated because of the insurance companies and government. And yeah, but it went down in 2008. What's True. different? And that was, you know, that was more lending country. issue. That was a yeah. lending issue versus the. Well, tell me more. Firms. What do you mean? You were around then, weren't you? I was around, <laughs> but uh, I'm just checking. Pretty sure we both went through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell Not me more about that. I'm going to say how old I was. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in 2008, there was just a ton more people doing refinances, taking home equity loans, and so they really didn't have a great equity position in their house. 
So when uh, the market kind of tanked out, they couldn't sell because they didn't have a good equity position and they ended up losing their homes. Well, part of it too, I mean, you're, back then they were also giving out loans at 110% of the assessed value. So you could get money back at closing that people would spend on cars or furniture or mm-hmm. other it, items that depreciated instead of sticking with the appreciating. Yeah. What do you mean by that? The So you could actually get an, an 80-20 loan. So you'd have no money down. Yeah. So you'd have a full, you have an 80% loan. Sort of 80, like WIDA, like what we're dealing with. Well, except you could actually get money back. So if the appraisal came back above what the purchase price was, you can get the full amount of the appraisal in cash and the house. Oh. So you could actually and get money you, back. And usually you got a regular 80%, which they could sell to Fannie or Freddie, but that you then you'd have a second mortgage and that interest rate would be a lot higher and the term would be shorter. So what happened is those loans came due and then it was like, hey, great, your interest rate is now 14. And then people ah. couldn't afford their mortgages. So then people lost their homes because they couldn't sell for a profit. Well, you're also Yikes. having loans that were no income, no asset verification loans. So if you applied for a loan, you didn't have to prove that you made any money. You didn't prove that you had any assets to back up the um, the loan. You didn't have to have anything. You just said, I make this much money and give me a loan. And they did. Hmm. I think Which that- now it seems crazy, but it really was that way. Crazy. Going to your forbearance question again, just because I had a little bit of uh, time to think on that. Um, that actually kind of covers a little bit what I wanted to talk about later in the episode, but there's just, there's this whole gap in inventory that I feel like, especially say that the, you know, the guidelines end at midnight on the, the 1st of January of 2021, and you can st- uh, actually have evictions again and actually go have um, foreclosures again. It'll be interesting to see how many of them don't get gobbled up by those hungry buyers in the market currently yeah. who are pre-approved and who are ready to buy and who are either first-time investors, first-time home buyers. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure banks aren't going to want to hold on to those things for a year like they've currently been doing. Well, you also have the, pro- the issue with the banks is they move a lot slower. Yeah. So if it did go back to the foreclosure process, the process from the time the, ta- the bank takes the property back till it actually hitting the market could be um, more significant time than what I would like to see, I guess. Yeah, from what I understand, the current levels of where people are with foreclosure and forbearance aren't wildly out of whack from what they are normally. So what I'm hearing is what you said, is that if they do call them due, people likely have enough equity where they're either going to be able to sell the home or uh, if they would get taken back, they're going to get just eaten right up by the market that's hungry for because the inventory is so low. As long as the turnover of inventory is fast enough. Because we've bought in foreclosures in the past that have sat in the market for two years. I don't so they see sat, that happening now. Vacant. Well, I don't think it could have happened then either, but you never know. I mean, I, I'm going to just jump into something I had looked up a little earlier just to be prepared for this. But I, um, I was looking at what for multifamily specifically, what multifamily properties had sold for uh, in 2019. And there was about 290 in just Dane County. Um, so that's the Madison area. And of the 290 that were sold in 2019, um, we're looking at only about an inventory, about 90 having been sold as of the middle of 2020. And to be uh, quite honest, in 2020, there were only 108 multifamily listings as of June. So 90 were under contract by May. So we're, yeah. I'm, that's what I mean. Like they're going to come due and the people are going to probably jump on that. Mm-hmm. If I want to. <laughs> yeah, right. So investors are having to take a different approach to finding properties to purchase. For Absolutely. sure. Because the MLS, they're... Mm-hmm. They're just not going to, it's not going to happen for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. 
as of now for investors. Kind of have to figure out your own way to find your properties, right? And I think that goes differently than from what we saw in this past, you know, three, six months of just where the housing market was, where anything is sitting on market for more than two weeks is considered dated. You know, they're doing something wrong. They got to find something. We got to, you know, we can underbid them or we can ask for things back where I fear more so with the multifamily sector and the investors, they're going to run into the opposite problem where a property is going to sit because the seller is going to choose. I don't like that buyer. I don't like that offer. I can afford to wait because I know there's more people coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Uh, one of the things that I was kind of thinking about when it came to this topic is um, I talked about it a little bit about how there's so much more equity in the market, but I found that um, at least 26.7% uh, of the mortgaged homes have at least 50% equity. That's crazy. So there's a ton of people that learned from what happened the last time and they, that's really going to save the market. But even the last time, we, that 50% equity, I'm a little more concerned about maybe than you are because the equity actually would fluctuate depending on what the rest of the market's doing too. Got that. But so then there's have, also 37% have owned their homes free that's and different. clear. That's a big number. That's a lot of people that don't have a mortgage on their home. So back in 2008, everybody had their homes mortgaged to the hilts. Right. So that's just so different from how it was in 2008. I know we were kind of talking about appraisers earlier too, right? Mm -hmm. And like appraisers are kind of keeping us humble in our jobs and uh, making sure that we don't lose track of what it actually should be. That keeps us from having a bubble. And I think the appraisers have problems too, though. If the, if the market fluctuates and the prices go up or down fast enough, they have to adjust too. So. What do you mean by that? So if the, if the market adjusts, the appraisers only can use what they have in front of them. They can't just pull those numbers out, so they have to have the, the consult comparables and right. be able to justify those prices too. Yeah, I guess as time goes, there would be less and less comparables that would help us and more and more that would. But, I mean, honestly, what are well, we really expecting here? I just couldn't imagine the well, we price is dropping. In, what, 2008 like, through at least not dramatically. 10. Not dramatically, right? No, I don't think they're going to drop. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, not with, with the inventory continuing to be low. I don't see that happening. What, we've all been competing against offers that are one day, two days, or excuse yeah. me, listings that are one to two days on market. So right. it's like, and you've got 12 offers just on some homes that are just like, what, really? Yeah. As long as the demand stays, we should be okay. Exactly. And I think that's kind of what thing that I really wanted to talk about today was like the necessary, like, I guess just like buyers have to get pre-approved before we're out there looking at homes. And myself, like I have a passion of working with first time home buyers and really helping, helping those people who really have no idea about the market, have either rented or are, you know, brand new to kind of even adulthood and want to get started on that. Um, and the first thing we always talk about is you got to get pre-approved, figure out how much you can afford. And then, you know, let's get ready to put in that offer because guess what? Guess what's going to happen, right? you're going to fall in love with a home on Zillow or on our website, Home Team for You, that you find. And then we're going to go and see it and you're not going to be pre-approved and we're going to be waiting on that pre-approval letter while there's, you know, six, seven other offers coming in of buyers that are pre-approved and ready to go. And the website was hometeamforyou.com? Hometeamforyou.com. Shout out. Yeah. Nice Shout out. Thank you. Yes. Like yeah. that. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you, yeah, why are you finding that people are 
holding back on getting their pre-approval? Do you think that they're afraid that they're going to get bad news, that it's hard? I think some of it is, I think there's a lot of different things that play into it. Some of it is there, it's just like the big step, right? It's like, it's really happening. This is happening. It's not just, I'm looking on Zillow anymore. It's really like, doing this. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. And, and some of it is, you know, what is my credit? I have no idea what my credit is. You know, I'm on credit karma like constantly now, but you know, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, you would have asked me that. I wouldn't, you know, I, I might not have known exactly what my credit was. So I think that is a huge point as well as what does pre-approval mean? Like, what are they going to do? What information do they need from me? I think a lot of people think I'm good. I know I'm good. I pay my yeah. bills. I'm good. I pay but my there's, bills. There's I make so much. many different pieces mm-hmm. that are in there that you need to know. And I mean, okay, you accidentally had an overdraft. Is that going to affect your pre-approval? It could. Right. There's all of these things. So it's like, just have them look at it so that you have all of the information. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And to go along with that, I think it's really important for us to be working with, you know, what we obviously work with reputable lenders and we know who to point buyers to whenever they reach out to us. But I mean, buyers out there, like that's what we're here for. Use us as a resource. You know, we're here to point you to the right people to get the job done and to get you into the house that you want to be in. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really important to not, we're not just here to do showings for you guys. We're here to, you know, you can use us as a resource. We're here to help and make the experience a full, complete experience so that you are getting out of it what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Katie, how much does it cost to hire you to find me a house? Zero. Zero dollars, 99% of the time. I mean, um, you don't have have to pay us. We're here to help you. You, When you call us, we're going to (laughs) answer. You know, we're not going to say, okay, it's been 10 minutes, like, you know, a lawyer fee. (laughs) Um, we're here just to help you along the way. Even if you want to call for advice and you end up not using us as your realtor, like we're still going to be here to give you the right advice, um, as just being a part of the community and humanity in general. I'd agree with that. Thanks humans. Yeah. Appreciate yes. that. Looking out for the humans. <laughs> we try. The humans. We try. Yeah. I think, I mean, I wanted to piggyback off your point, Katie, with the whole pre-approval. Cause I do think that there's a point of FOMO or fear of this missing out of this opportunity, all these amazing houses and the mortgage rates are being as low as they are or the interest rates are as low. So with obviously being pre-approved, it's just so important because it's one less step that whenever you do decide with a realtor, you have, you know, you have clout, you have the ability to walk in and say, I want that house and you're in with everyone else. Right. Because I mean, once you've been in real estate for a little while, like it doesn't take that long for you to write an offer. Like we can be ready to go, like give us that pre-approval letter and we'll have that offer signed in a half hour. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's pretty quick. It's just, and I think buyers maybe think that that's something that we have to do. Like if it's over the weekend, maybe we have to wait until Monday morning. Nope, Nope. guys. We've written offers at midnight on Friday night, Saturday night. Like just, you know, that's not how we prefer to do things. So, you know, don't (laughs) wait until the last minute if you can. But, you know, we're, we're not a nine to five Monday through Friday type of job. So I would say that my, my experience in the last six months with being on the sales side versus from just a, a leasing and because in New York, we do the same thing in New York. It's just rentals more often, mm-hmm. but you're talking like in apartment situations that are more of the, almost the same thing. Like there are, there are other ones out there just like it. You could, if you miss out on one, you miss out on, you don't miss out on all of them Right. in sales and especially home buying. It's, 
you need to come prepared to the party because it's that house or you got to try to find its builder in another part of town and you might not want to live over there. And most of the time, most homes are pretty unique because they have their own character unless you're buying brand new and building your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Matt, if I could say you have an amazing radio voice. You I'll bet. just throw that out there. Thank you. Thank you very much. You guys should have heard him in. singing beforehand. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, I suspect they will. Oh, yes. yes. What? <laughs> but I, I, actually, I was saving wanna, that for blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> I want to use... Um, <laughs> I want to use Katie's topic to actually jumpstart a little bit more into mine just with the multifamily investor crowd because there's such a trend right now, especially for Gen Z and millennials to get involved in the investment core of market or of the real estate industry um, with, you know, first time multifamily, first time just um, bulk investing. And then because you got all these influencers out there who are claiming to have done it and been successful, which is great because it is an easy thing to get uh, started with. I mean, Jen and Matt, you both have like 50 apartments that you guys manage. Um, I think that one thing of, for an investor to be successful at is, you know, the same, no difference in uh, a regular buyer being successful, which is just coming ready to, you know, be pre-approved. But on top of that, there's another element of being aware of what you're doing and what you're getting when you're a first time investor. And and Jen and Matt, you guys are going to probably have a very different perspective on this, but when you're a first time investor, the way I would see it is you want the money to be able to buy the property. But if in what we have right now in Madison, where maybe it's not the most stellar, perfect, like turnkey ready to go apartments, you want to have that little bit of savings, a little bit of reserve fund available because you're going to have to put that money into it somewhere. And I feel like at least in some buyers I've had recently, they've come to the market ready to rip and tear, but with, you know, no money in the back uh, besides the down payment. It's a totally different buyer too. the buyer for income properties are all numbers. Mm -hmm. So, the single family buyers are more emotion, more attachment to the property that they fall in love with where I guess you, I mean, you could have vo- fall in love with the income property, but you still got to make sure the numbers work. Absolutely. But yeah. when we first bought our income property, how much money did they have to make for us to buy them? <laughs> $300 a month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't a ton. We were just like, Hey, yep. cause it was, it was uh, definitely more of a seller's market when we purchased yeah. too. I mean, $300 a month. You think about that. That's a fridge and if fridge goes out, that's three months worth of, yep. worth of profit. Right, right. And do, I do have something to say off of what you said. And, and really, it's a question for all three of you guys. Um, you know, we talked about low inventory, and we've talked a little bit about multifamily units. What other than, of course, calling your home team for you realtors and asking them and having them help you with this process? What like what are we say we're all trying to invest right now? What are we going to do in order to find properties right now? investments well i know a lot of people are sending letters yeah, to we get letters every day yeah to people that own property and they're trying to you know say we'll we'll pay you because we get a ton of those letters of people trying to buy our properties yeah that makes sense so and i know there are some people that want to cash out and they're like all right let's talk so that and is definitely a way when they say like i'll pay you what do they mean by that well, they're just indicating that they want to buy and that, you know, let's talk about numbers. Okay. So, yeah. Like they may pay premium mm-hmm. price mm-hmm. for your property mm-hmm. that you might have paid way less for. Back in 1999. 99. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing with purchasing when you have to think long term. It's just, I mean, for us, we just buy and hold. Some people do the buy and flip and do all of that, but we have just held and that $300 a month has grown and grown and grown and grown. Sure. 
Yeah. So, there's yeah. a different part of the market too if you wanted to flip houses, but I don't necessarily think we're in that position right now because the market's so hot. What do we think our market is going to look like in like three years as far as growth? Like, are we going to be looking back at, you know, your investment properties and other people who have investment properties and saying, oh yeah, like since 2020, we've grown this much? Or do we think that maybe we're at more of a plateau type of thing? We keep putting up uh, multifamily units all over Dane County. So I think what you're going to see is that those rents have to be high enough to justify the cost of the new construction that they're putting up, which will also bring up the rest of the rental properties that makes as sense. far as the rents. There is still, I mean, and this may be a little bit of a drift from the topic, though, but there, with the labor shortage in the area, at least, we're looking at higher and higher rent costs, which are phasing out those first-time buyers a little bit, uh, which then also means that they're either renting longer or rent paying more in rent, so they're taking longer to save. So there is that element of, I don't necessarily believe we'll plateau now, but I think eventually there will become a point where the rent does surpass even a, you know, a monthly mortgage payment for a lower priced home. I mean, we see that now, but not on the scale I'm meaning. Sure. I don't know if they're still around. Remember when they used to have the 40-year mortgages? Wow. Vag- vaguely. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they would actually <laughs> extend it 40 years instead of a 30 just to make that payment shorter, smaller. Also, like here in our Madison area, right, like what's – what used to be downtown is a lot different from what's what would be considered maybe outskirts of downtown now. Right. So as we continue to expand and like, you know, we have the East Johnson, we have Willie Street, um, Atwood, and that even like that is such a hot area, right? Yeah. We can't we can't hardly get an offer accepted in that area. So as we continue to go out I'm sorry, guys. We can't get an offer accepted. <laughs> You're just going to talk us. to the right realtors, right? But no, I just had one over there on, yeah, in that neighborhood recently. So call me. Anyways, <laughs> um, all of that to say, like, maybe that area, you know, Atwood area and other areas are, are starting to become more of like what we would consider like a downtown, right? Mm-hmm. So then rent's getting higher there. And then sometimes what I tell my clients is, and, and I fully believe this, um, you know, as we continue to grow as a city, you know, what about, what about some of these areas that, you know, some prairie, for instance, that's a pretty solid suburb now. Mm-hmm. And what happens when, I mean, some prairies are already pretty up there in price. Yep. Are we going to continue outward? Are we going Columbus? Are we going, you know, if we're going north, are we going Poinette? You're starting are to see it now between Cottage Grove and Madison. Cottage Grove is right. pretty much, it's getting closer and closer to Madison. When we were newer in real estate, I went to a meeting at the Sun Prairie Library, and they said, you know, before you know it, Sun Prairie and Madison are basically going to be connected. And we all thought, no. (laughs) Voila. And it is. It is. 20 years later. Yeah, 20 years later, it's totally true. So they they predicted it. So, wow. Well, the Sun Prairie Main Street used to be, used to stop because there was a farm field in between the, one side of the main street and the other side until that farmer eventually sold out and it was developed. Wow. So yeah, the city was divided for a few years. A city divided. City divided. Interesting. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, you guys want to play a game? Yes. 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 All right. Hold on. Let me get it up. Let's see if I can do this. Just so you guys know I'm undefeated. Oh Oh, God. That's changing today. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Trivia because I'm better than Matt at trivia. (laughs) This game is called... Famous home appraisals. 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 All right. In this game, you guys have to 
appraise a famous house. So I'm going to show you a property. Gonna Are you going to show us comps? I'm going to show you some <laughs> stats. He's not. I'm going to show you this some is a stats made about up it. <laughs> this, I, I did a, I'm doing a better job this time. I did a little bit more homework than our last episode, which was just uh, Didn't I do Putin's house last time and Jen did the White House? That was, that was our test show. Last oh. show was, the last episode was a Christmas story. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, we start asking all these questions, and Jacob's like, uh, uh, I can totally tell you all are realtors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, where is it? What's going on? All right, so I'm going to play this uh, clip, and I pre-recorded myself, so hopefully you can hear it. I don't even know. We'll find out. If not, I have the stats on a piece of paper, but let's see if it works. Tiny. Oh. Ah, ah, ah. Okay, it doesn't uh. work. All right, all right, all right. So I'll Can't just take read notes, this. Jen. I'll just read yeah, the stats. Can. I thought the audio would play. It doesn't play, but that's cool. Okay, so let's see. I'll just play through it here. Now, this property is 10,980 square feet. Wow. It's got eight bedrooms, 10 bathrooms, two attached garages, and a carriage house where you can hold an RV and, I think, multiple boats. Um, it was built in 2006. It's on four acres of land. It is located right outside Austin uh, in the Lake Austin area. It's on the water? Is it on? It's on the water, and it has a saltwater pool. It has a solarium. Oh. There's a party deck right on the water. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it has an in-home gym, and... Hint, hint, it has an in-home recording studio. So you're saying the winner <laughs> wins the house? Yes. <laughs> yes. The no offense, winner. I will fight you for this. <laughs> so so I, the, the game is to figure out how much is this property worth, based off the stats I said, and extra credit if you know who lives here. Ooh. Did we get a hint? The hint is the recording studio. And if you know me and what I talk about sometimes, if you don't know me that well, oh it wait, might be can harder. you? Go, oh, you're gonna see it again anyway. I think it's on a loop. So if you have any questions or want me to repeat any of that, I can repeat it. Um, are we, how, how are we doing this? Are we Zimmy going first? Make a guess. See, I feel like that's an unfair advantage, but okay. I'm going to say, oh, God, I forgot his name. I know his wife's name, but I'm not going to say that. Um, Are you I'm, discussing the person? I'm guessing the person, and I'm working backwards. Why don't you come back to me? Okay, okay. <laughs> what? Make your guess on your uh, amount then. All right, let me give, you, let me give me. you even, well, actually, I'll let you all discuss, and then I'll give you a, a, even more, Cause um, a, a bigger clue. Okay. I well, feel like... Matthew McConaughey would not have a, you know, studio in his house, but I can think, I think he lives in Austin. Mm -hmm. I think he does live in Texas. I'm not sure. He might live in Austin. Yeah. I think, I think it's Austin area. What's, um, are we having this open discussion or are you just guessing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure. How so we're are we supposed to come up it's like we've consensus? got these guys that want to win. They're like, I'm not telling you what Absolutely. I'm going to say. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just forgetting his name. What's Gwen's husband? Gwen Stefani. It's Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Okay. Okay. Because I know they're in Texas because of Blake. I know he's got a recording studio, but he also has a studio in a barn on his pr property. I know he lives on multiple acres. Um, how many acres was this? This is four. 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 That's four not big acres. enough. 
But he, has, but he does have that exterior building with the recording studio in it. I feel like he should have horses. Yeah. I think I'm I sure agree he with does. that. Not four acres. Isn't he in Oklahoma? He does oh, have property in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but he did a radio show recently where they put it in his barn, and it pretty sure that was in Texas. Crazy. Or in his studio. So. Right. Dum, dum, but I also feel like my guess is Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton. Like that's who. Which makes me kind of have. Why would he need a recording? That's studio? exactly what I said. I think like he's the one star, and of course he's awesome. So he's the one that. All right, came to all right, mind. all right. All right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna drop another hint okay. about the recording studio. The type of recording studio is not for music. Oh, I have a guess. Always well, overs. I, I think it's who you like. You like Gary Vee, so maybe it's his house? I don't know where he lives, but I know that's who you like. I need to see this one more time, if you don't mind throwing that up. Sure. Because I feel like I've creeped on his TikToks enough. It's just creepy. I know Tom Ferry just moved to Texas, but I'm pretty sure he moved into a condo. That would make sense. He wouldn't have time to do yard work. I'm pretty sure most this house isn't that good. They always <laughs> not doing yard work. They're, they're, not doing doing their their <laughs> they're not doing their own yard work. That's for sure. Oh, man. Oh, now I'm throwing. I mean, I've kind of done some research on the Austin Markin, but not. Yeah. Not in the $35 not, million know, range. Yeah, I mean, not, they are not, blowing up. Well, not what, like did, that. Matt, did you just guess a price? Yeah, I think uh, I heard $35 that. Million. $35 million. All right. Wow. All right. Okay. Does anybody else have any price estimates? We're playing Wheel of Fortune here. Like, are they going under or above? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go under right. what Matt price said. Right, We're yeah. not doing prices right rules. I think whoever's closest. Okay. Man, I you say Jen? yeah, I'm way off. I was going to say. I think if it's. Yeah, I was going to say like 4.5 or 5 million. I was going to say like 17 and a half. I was going to say around 11, 10 mm-hmm. to 11. We got to figure out. Austin's kind of like us. Our market here, as Are far they? as prices go, really little more expensive, the, I think. Yep, and it's on the water, and it's and I guess the water ten thousand square makes it feet worth more than what I said. <laughs> ten thousand square feet, right? I know 10, you can get more for feet. your money though with the type of home and more land, more space. At least for like at least in the million ranges, you're getting more home than or more. Well, yeah, I guess more home and more lot than you would be in the Madison area. I think it just really depends on where. Yeah, that's right, fair. Austin. No, I know, but Austin is like, you know, it's a lot bigger than what we're talking about here in Madison. Then there are a lot of, you know, suburbs college and town. areas. Like and think about like Monona, like on the Lake Monona versus right. on Lake, in Aust- or Lake Austin or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sure those are tinier homes, older homes versus mo- beautiful monster here. Right. Um, <laughs> shout out Gwen Stefani. All right. What's the and, answer? Uh, Lady Gaga. All right, so we, we, all have, we mm-hmm. all have our guesses in. We all have our guesses in. So, what, yeah. so what's your guess? I'm going to say $11 million. It is Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani's uh, Austin home. All right. Matt, what's your guess? 30. 30 million. Oh, 30 million. And who lives, changed. who lives there? Uh, no idea. Um, <laughs> he automatically loses. You want to just throw <laughs> a guess? How about... Uh, yeah, you got to guess. Uh, uh, Bill Murray. Oh, Murray. All oh, right. Murray. Wow. You do voiceovers. Guess. That's a good guess. All right. So <laughs> I'm probably low, but I guess 4.5 to 5 million. And then I guess Gary V. Okay. I'm sticking with Matthew McConaughey at 17.5. All right. Well, as far as the price goes, I think Katie's the winner. Ooh. Yes. The value of the home is 14.4 million. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
which some, many people have said is is very uh, overpriced. Actually, um, it is rumored. I don't have the proof, but I it they say he was it was paid for in cash. Oh wow! Oh nice. And the homeowner is Joe Rogan. Oh, oh. that's right. The other one you like? Yes, just the other guy. The guy that inspired me to make this podcast. He did just move. He did just move. Okay. He he (laughs) literally just moved a few a few months ago into this home. That's why it's it's kind of in the news. Wow. Nice home. There we go. I would never see my husband if we lived in that home. You see him now when he's even in your house. He never leaves the office. He's a workaholic. (laughs) Shout out Ryan. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan. Shout out Joe. Well, this has been this has been another (laughs) another episode. Of famous home oh, oh, appraisals. I'd like to state for the record that Matt did not win that one. So. <laughs> oh. Well, even a blind squirrel finds another once in a while. Ooh. Yeah, well. <laughs> Bam! I don't know how that was a diss, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that That's was enough. the point. Turn off his mic, thanks. Oh, I was just trying to jam in there. Here it comes. And we have Luca on the line. Luca. Oh, you're on the line. Who is this caller? Hello? Oh, come on. Hello? You can't even hear it. Dad? <laughs> caller, you're on the you're live. Hello? Hello. Oh, who oh. who do we have here? Well, hello there. That's Brandon. Tall, dark, and handsome. It's <laughs> Zim, Matt, Jen, and uh, Katie. Who do we have here on the Zim, line? Matt. Uh, Jacob, Luke, Luke from Sun Prairie. Luke from hey, Sun Prairie. Luke. What's hey, going Luke. on? What's your question, man? Yeah. Well, I got a couple, actually. I got a couple of questions. First one is for you, Katie. Ooh. Oh, okay. I'm All right, kidding. well. I'm kidding. Now <laughs> I got it. Now I got to figure out which one's better <laughs> and then choose. So now it's going to take even questions. longer. <laughs> All right, Katie, Katie, I got a question for you. Wait, is this um, Luke from I, our office here in Sun Prairie <laughs> office? No. Home team for you? Uh, d- different, different, home, different home team for you. Different home team. Oh. Um, team. Okay. They must be the .org. Yeah. <laughs> dot .org. <laughs> dot .org. <laughs> we, we've been, we've been uh, talking about you guys uh, stealing the net over there, and uh, we're not happy with it. But anyways, Katie, um, you know, as, as one of the, obviously, one of the top tier agents you got to be pretty busy all the time so how do you how do you unwind like how do you manage all the stress what's what's the key <laughs> well that wasn't me. Um, <laughs> my husband and I are big fans of traveling right so we travel any chance that we can get and even if it's just like a short trip or for like three days um I think like I, that helps me clear my head and then usually when I get back I'm ready to like hit the ground running um <laughs> Okay. So I think it is, you know, taking those times for breaks for yourself and making that happen. Time block, Luke. Time blocking. Time block, (laughs) some relaxation. Yes, relaxation is important. For for the record, Katie, I'm not sure if you overheard me talking to Matt, but I had I just had a Zillow call and I was 100% convinced it was you prank calling me, but it wasn't. Why would we ever do that? Uh, We would never do that. What did I say? Hi, this is Katie. It, It was. It was just, it was a buyer and she sounded exactly like you. And she was asking questions that I thought only a realtor would know to ask. Oh. And, um, I was, I was like, this is, this is, this is Katie, but it wasn't. Did you think that we were pranking you on air? 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> that's I, a great uh, idea. Yeah, that you is. You have to do that. Man. Okay. Else, we'll so. have to consider that I hope I did not give time. you that idea. <laughs> you <laughs> okay. might have. Yeah, Thank you. Might you. Have. As, as long as as long as I'm on the show, not the one being pranked, we're going to be okay. Okay. But right. next question is is for Zim. Um, Zim, man, I I, I got to know how do you sell houses um, while also managing to look like a Hollywood star. <laughs> oh, brother! Yeah, I think this goes right up to uh, what Katie was talking about. Um, you take vacations? No, I don't. <laughs> My vacation, I take. Um, this is a serious question. He's, oh, a, sorry. he's a concerned citizen <laughs> trying to learn how concerned amazing citizen. I am. It's not the Nick Carter part. No, it's not. I keep that <laughs> for the private uh, for private time. But it's the gator. Um, it's the gator. No, I uh, I do take mental blocks every night. Um, I'm a huge. Are you sleeping? I don't sleep. Oh, I live okay. on caffeine. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, I take about two hours every night and go to the gym. Uh, thankfully, with the uh, COVID allowing the gyms to be open, I do actually go um, four to five times a week just to either lift or do cardio. And I mean, Jen can attest I'm a little crazy when I don't go or when I'm, you know, not <laughs> taking time for myself. She's definitely helped me through those. But I think taking the gym makes a difference. The gym makes a difference. Yeah, you know, you got for several I just of our crazy team members. Yeah, because you get aggression out. Like I used to do. Um, in New York, when I started real estate, and it was more stress than I'd ever had in my life, I did kickboxing to <laughs> relieve all my frustrations. So, Luke, heads up. Check that out. Uh, kickboxing. I'm taking notes. Do it up, man. It'll uh, it'll wreck your knees, but also it'll make you feel amazing. Um, but yeah, I would say oh. along the same lines, <laughs> it's the time locking. It's you got to take time for yourself. Working out is a big part of my life, and uh, just staying healthy and fit and eating white. Or eating right. Eating white. Whoop, eating that white. was a bad something. thing to say as I'm dressed in all white. <laughs> for those of you who are uh, viewing this online. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I would say that. So, Luke, uh, since all you right. are our resident uh, junior at UW-Madison, how is things going with you? Oh, I'd say things are going pretty well. They're going a lot better now that school's done for a month. <laughs> I suppose. So now, now <laughs> yeah, now... Uh, Trying to try to sell some houses, work with some people, and we'll see what happens. But it's a little more fun than sitting in my room for ten to twelve hours a day reading an online textbook. That's what I'll Good say. Lord. Oh boy, that's horrible. I, so when do you go back? Never. Uh, the twenty January twentieth, if I have, if I'm remembering correctly. And then you're done what in August, September. Um. Well, well, that's when they start back for their next yeah, that's, semester. Yeah, we start again. Yeah, you, we'll be done in May, year. early May. May. Oh, mm-hmm. so you're a senior then, Luke. It's will be. be. Nope, I'm a junior. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, nice. He's just not going to yes. go back senior year. And he's just going to be the number one sales agent after that. Yeah, well. I told him he can't. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll take first. this. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, guys. We'll take this one. We'll just take this semester. We'll see how it goes, and then. Then we'll get we'll get to that bridge when we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Just tell your dad it's not my fault if you quit. Hey Luke, your major is real estate, right? Yes. Nice. What have you learned like in school that um, would be beneficial for us? Um, honest. Okay, I'll be. I'll just be completely honest. We learn like nothing I've learned so far. I'd say really translates into residential real estate. It's mostly investment development, like the number crunching behind. Zim probably knows, I mean, because he's been in the investment, on the investment side for a while. There's a lot of numbers that go into that. There's a lot of moving parts. And um, so I've taken like a, 
affordable housing class. I've taken like an intro to development class. Um, I've taken a commercial development class. So kind of like a little more just obscure concepts, like more specific. I'm honestly, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much of it would translate over into what we do apart from. So is, there any, that makes sense. is there anything next semester that would translate more? Is it mostly all commercial and urban development? Well, I think they have the app now where you can just translate everything on your phone. Terrible. Oh, just terrible. No, I think, Matt, I think, terrible. Luke, the answer I think, is I hope. I hope. I think there'll be more insight that you can, you know, bring to the team than you think because Absolutely. questions come up that are like, wait a second, we've <laughs> never seen this before. And then all of a sudden, Luke is going to be like, hey, Luke. guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you realize oh. how big of an asset you <laughs> will be to a lot of your friends, yeah. as a lot of your peers, too, when they're starting to buy houses or renting or on higher end, higher end scales you're going to have knowledge just based on what you're studying, but also your team that you're going to be able to be able to be able to be able to. <laughs> uh, well, no. let me, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, Sam. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in with these frat guys because they buy these mansions, <laughs> man. I'm telling you, they buy these 10, 15, 20 bedroom houses downtown. I'll, I'll tell you, man, all I need is one of those. And uh, there's one out there right now. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I've been, I've been going, I've been, I've been trying to get in with the, uh, the, the Greek life, the real estate. So I'll let you, I'll keep you updated with that. We'll see how that goes. But we'll yeah, hopefully I'll be out. able to bring some. IFC is some... where you start. <laughs> fraternal council is where you start. Oh, perfect. Yeah, but that's, that's a, that's the plan for me. Um, yeah, I wish school was, wish school was done sooner, but I guess it's a necessary evil. We'll, we'll just call it that. It'll go fast. Yeah, hopefully. But enjoy it. I'll oh, try. If COVID goes away, then he will. Oh yeah, then we'll never see it. Well, that's fair. Mm-hmm. At, at least it's a lot cheaper than it usually would be, um, since <laughs> the bars aren't open and no you know, twenty first, twenty first birthday fall, I, and then the other, and the other year, this would have been the Aww. quite the break banker, the bank breaker, but not not this year. It's your year to prep. There you go. <laughs> yes, saving yourself yeah. for next year. This is about to devolve into something else. Cool. Nice talking with you, Luke. I swear it wasn't me. Yeah, I called you. Yeah, no, I I, I called her back, um, and because I went and I spoke to her right away, and I was like, no, that's a, that's a real person. Um, but no, we're we're <laughs> talking, <spoke> and <laughs> she lives in Oklahoma. She, well, the, okay, so she said she like lived in Oklahoma, and the first thing she said actually to me, like while I was introducing myself, was. Um, can you just tell me whether or not it's it's under contract so we don't have to like waste the time with the conversation? And that was when I was like, oh, this is Katie. She's messing with me, but it wasn't. Oh, wow. I so. know. I'm not that mean. <laughs> that would have been awesome, though. I'm not aggressive. would have been like, what's up, Luke? How's school? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. You're not that aggressive. Um, are you guys right. just about wrapping up, or yep. how's, the, how's yep. the podcast going? It's going great. You're on it. Yep. <laughs> oh, goodness. Did you not know that? I knew it, but I, at least let's just say it's not live, right? Right. As far as you know. You're just on TikTok right now. Just kidding. You're not. Perfect. Perfect. I'm already a TikTok star, so. Are That's you? right. You are. You and Zim. That's I have. Right. I think I have like 12 likes on that one. I don't know. Something like that. Our, um, our office one. Yeah. yeah. What was it Would about? you like to make an alliance? Yes. Would you like Absolutely. Nice. That's, that's Luke's line. Yeah, sorry. Luke, you're supposed to say absolutely. Absolutely. Follow us on TikTok. Excellent, excellent. 
There you go. Follow us on TikTok. I like that plug. There you go. Hashtag. Follow us on TikTok. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot, you guys. It's yeah, been a pleasure. Uh, but I got to get back to my winter shift, I guess. There you go. <laughs> All right. Do it up. Thanks, Colin. All right. Thanks, have a great night, you guys. Have yeah. a great weekend. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. I think Ken would be funny personally. I, I do think Ken would be fun. Because he will go with whatever yeah. you want. Yes, will. he will. Hello, this is Ken. Hi, Ken. This is um, Amanda from L.A. I just saw your... Hi, um, Amanda. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing so good. Thank you. Hey, Dude, I saw your beach. Zillow... Um, you know, your Zillow profile, and I thought, I totally want to work with this guy. He seems to really have his together. Well, that sounds fun. So, are you, are you, are you, are you looking for real estate, or yes. what, what are you interested in? No, we're looking for the beach. No, 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 Dude, we're looking for real estate. We're totally looking for real estate. It's me and my crazy brother, uh, Michael, here, and Michael, so Michael, good. Okay, hold on, Ken. I got to take you off speaker because Michael just, oh, my God. So we would like to buy, <laughs> we would like to buy a property on the lake. Five Which bedrooms. Lake? Okay. The beach at the lake? Resurf? I'm sorry, Ken. I'm so lake. sorry. My family, they are just, <sighs> let me try to get in the bathroom <laughs> and separate myself. Okay, anyways, we would like to buy a property. Can you help us? Yes, you bet. And where would you like to buy property? We would like to buy a property on the lake within 15 minutes from Madison, Wisconsin. That sounds very doable. But I have a horse. You have a what? Seahorse. No, 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 no. I'm sorry (laughs) about my brother. It's a regular horse. (laughs) Okay. And you'd like to have a horse on the on one of the lakes there, close to Madison. Well, hello. It's not a seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so not on the lake. <laughs> so where where are you guys coming from? Are you coming from California? Los Angeles. And what brings you to Madison? Well, we want to have some more land for our horses. So we have one horse, but it's pregnant right now. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry. (gasps) Okay, I'm coming. Hush! Go feed the horse. She's hungry. (laughs) So how did you guys get my number? (laughs) Jen Stoddard gave it to us. (laughs) Yes, Jen Stoddard. Jen Stoddard said that you would be the perfect person to talk to to help us for what we need. Which obviously is very specific. So can you help us? We need a property on the lake with room for, well, one horse as of now, but potentially a few more. Do the only one at a time. Oh, we're we're adopting. 
You're adopting? Can you help us? Adopting horses. Ken, we got your I info from I Jennifer help. Stoddard. Can you help us? Of course I can help you. Okay. What What is available now? Well, um, I'm actually up on a lake myself. I'm way far north in Wisconsin. Oh, perfect. Is um, it within 15 I'm minutes on... of Madison? No, I'm up. I, no, I mean, like, right now, we just came up for the Short weekend. We're having an early Christmas Christmas get-together. Oh, and, uh, okay. You know, it's really yeah, warm yeah. in L.A. Oh, Is it warm well, in Wisconsin? See, it's hard. You can't feel oh, ice oh, come on. <gasps> I said that's enough, <laughs> Jeffrey. You're in the bathroom, come on. Okay, I'm sorry, Ken. We better wrap this up because my child is... Oh, my so bad. Well, um, do you uh, say what? You have my phone number, right? And I've got your phone number. So yeah. when would you like me to contact you with properties? I can text you when I've got properties all lined up. But it won't okay. be until probably Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, you can call me at approximately like 3 a.m. on Tuesday. You know, I okay, live in what, LA, uh, so what, I'll just be getting back from the bars at that time. At what time? Well, in LA, it'll be about one. Okay. But in Madison, about um, three a.m. Right. Well, let me. Uh, so, what was your name again? Uh, um, my middle name is Bertha. I already told you my first name. I thought you said Amanda. Amanda Bertha. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I will contact you on Tuesday at 1 o'clock after you're done with the bar. No, 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 no. It's 3 o'clock your time. 1 o'clock my time. Okay. I'll call you at 3 o'clock my time, and I'll call Amanda Bertha at this number. How's that sound? That sounds perfect. Thank you so much, Kenneth. You betcha. I will find a place will hold all the horses you want on a lake near Madison. For 100000 Exactly. <gasps> you it are might be my a, hero. It might be a small, it'll be a small sliver. <laughs> hey, Ken, it's Katie. You have just been punked. I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Ken, it's Matt and Jen and Katie. Oh, God. You are live on It's Gonna Be Great. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. You're a more professional. Thanks for trying to at least follow up. We appreciate that. You can still follow up at 3M at this number. Oh man, that's great. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Katie really I does was, have a pregnant horse. Like, <laughs> with two babies. I, like, this like, I knew I knew that I was thinking it was one of my friends from like Harrisonburg or College Park <laughs> or somewhere in Goshen. I was like, I know I was trying to figure out whose whose voice it was. I was like, Oh I can't figure it out, but I knew. I knew. <laughs> I love the whole, how'd you get this number? How'd you get this number? Yeah, you are a really good sport. You know, I, we really appreciate that. Man, that just made our night. Uh, uh, this is Luke. By the way, this was Luke Dupre's fault. He yeah, suggested Luke's, this Luke's concept. Idea. Yeah, Luke's he, idea. So you yeah. should beat him up the next time you see him. <laughs> 
<laughs> Diane's sitting there. She was looking at me. I just was like laughing, and she she just went off. Anyway, <laughs> that's great. Awesome. All right. Oh man, you're famous now. Thanks, Ken. Oh fun. Thanks, Ken. Enjoy it's your Christmas. Fun. Thank you, guys. You made my whole weekend. <laughs> well, it just started. Hope it gets even better than this. We got. We but I still expect sure, that property. Make sure everybody's. Yeah. Everybody's on notice that now my vengeance will take forth. Oh, no. I'm going to have my wrath on everyone, yes. Oh, no. Okay. All right. We're ready for it. All right. Thanks, Ken. Have a good night. Thanks for being a good sport. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Drop the mic. Mic drop. Don't do that. These look expensive. (laughs) (laughs) They're matte bottoms, so. Oh, then I'll throw mine. (laughs) You cannot take it with you. Oh, darn it. Awesome. Well, do you guys have any other tidbits or, or segments that you had that you wanted to speak of of today's episode? Um, I think you all kind of gave a lot of value, which is awesome. And I think this is a really good episode, and there's, like, so much in here to digest for all over the board. So should we end with, so is the market going to crash? Katie. Okay. Yes? That's a question. No? Oh. Was that just now? Was that happening? Katie? Well, I'm sorry. I thought that was a... Thought, is the we market going to crash? Katie, oh, is, yeah. is the end of the world <gasps> happening? Yes, yes or no? Is the end of the world <laughs> happening? No. The end of the world is not happening, and a market crash is not happening. That's yes. my go-to. Final answer, Bob. Mm-hmm. All right, Brandon, is the market going to crash? Tonight? Maybe. No. <laughs> um, no, I don't think we'll see... I think we'll see a slowdown in the within the next decade, but I don't see we'll see a crash happening anytime soon. I think there have been too many regulations and precautions that have been put in place to protect us from another major crash, at least with the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what Katie was doing going like this. It's this, called the whip. I, she, you know, it's she's like been TikToking. Like, oh yeah, I'm a what is it? I want a whip. whip. I'm, and then nae-nae. I don't know how to nae-nae, though. Whip and nae-nae. Yeah, I don't put that on. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I was wait. doing like this, All like, you know, there. team on three. One, One two, three. Oh. Team. Oh. All right. So I don't know if we'll see a crash. I think we may see a slowdown in the next few years, but I don't think we'll see a crash. Mm-hmm. I think Nobody you can see Matt. a... Yeah. Oh, yes. You're fired. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thanks for that tidbit. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we'll see a crash. I think it'll just be a, you know, we could see a slowdown, maybe flip to a seller's market. or a Maybe more of a balanced market to... Yeah. Yeah, I would not be mad market. about a buyer's market mm-hmm. or a balanced market, I should say. Yeah. yeah. What's a balanced market, Jen? What's a balanced market? Well, that's when we have about as many buyers and sellers in the, in the market. Absorption rate. Absorption rate's pretty even, six. Mm-hmm. So do I think that the market is going to crash? Absolutely. I do not think that it's going to crash. I just think there's way too much equity in the market. And if people need to get out of their homes, they'll be able to sell them. And the amount of foreclosures uh, will just be absorbed by the market. So I really think that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Word. Well, All right. Word. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. And thank you, uh, Zim, Brandon, and thank you, Katie, for joining us today. Woo! Appreciate it. Absolutely. If Thanks you guys us. enjoyed this episode, make sure that you drop five stars and likes and subscribes and comments and shares and reshares and tweets and all of the things. Insta face. Yes. We love you guys. Instagram your face off. 
Until then, we'll see you at the next episode. Show some dancing, please. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> You got your hair crazy. I did. It was great.